can the Marvel Cinematic Universe be saved? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, uh, the MCU's commonly. That's a common topic. Uh, I'm your host, DJ Wooldridge. With me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. Good morning, Roxy. Good morning, DJ. I got to say, I love the energy y'all are coming in with. And and by y'all, like, wait, you're all, yes, Roxy. And special guest, Hector. Oh, my goodness. Welcome I was playing. I was blasting Missy Elliott here in my garage before yes. we started. So I'm I'm jacked. I'm and I'm glad go. he stopped before we started airing, so yes. that we don't have to worry about monetization. <laughs> what <Yep>. song? <laughs> Lose control. That one. Yeah. The best one. Let's go now. Let's yep. go now. See? Let's go now. But keep it different enough, so again, <laughs> that we don't get dinged. Let's Hector, go now. For those that have not seen one of the numerous episodes you've been on, who are you? Where can they find you? What are you up oh. to? Uh, I am a friend of these two fine folks, and I'm usually on the internet at Hector is Funny, and I have a YouTube channel with my two pals called Heroes Reforged, and we do fun stuff over there, and we have a Discord, and we also do a live show once a week, and um, can I say, too, we just did a really fun episode this past week. It's on it's on the YouTube channel, Chexicans. That's the name of our podcast, because one of us is Czech, two of us are Mexican, mm-hmm. and we did an episode a little over an hour where we ranked every character major minor villain hero tertiary character of the dc extended universe we went through every movie and one show and we ranked all the characters and Uh it was really fun (laughs) what was the one show and how many characters were there total there was 191 characters total oh my god so we had about 20 seconds per character to be like, is this a good quality character? Uh, put him in the B tier. Like, yeah. this is an S tier character. Like, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn was S tier. Yeah. Amanda Waller. We put Blue Beetle in the S tier. We put Blue Beetle's grandma in the S tier. So you, and so you, the one, you the one show was uh, Peacemaker. Peacemaker was the one show in the in the DC franchise. Yeah. So it, it, you you tiered them. It wasn't like you said 190. Yeah. One. Yeah. So it wasn't like you didn't go through like this one is the 190th, whatever. You just tiered them. We were just like they're in a pile yeah. at the bottom, you know, the tier maker website. We yes, just yeah, pop yeah. them in like like D, F, C, B, A, and S tier is the best. I, that's all we did. Boop, 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 real I fast. think that's a smart way to do it, as opposed to like actually like ranking each individual oh, no, and number. No. If we there just, was one, yeah. If there was one that would be at the bottom, who, who Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor. We all agreed. We were like Jesse Eisenberg, <laughs> Lex Luthor. It's the worst one. It's worse than El Diablo yeah. from Suicide Squad. Worse yeah. than like the Doomsday CG creature. Like that. That was the one we were most. I'm we, so yeah. not on the same page as you anymore. Oh, you love Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor? Go Didn't for say it. Say love, but bottom <laughs> oh. of the barrel. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's some tr- trashola going on, but you didn't do all the shows. If you had done all of the shows, hang on, hang on, but Roxy. it's all the DCEU shows. DC Extended Universe, that franchise. This isn't the CW Arrowverse. This isn't just any DC branded thing. We didn't include HBO's Watchmen. This is not the DC brand. This is the DC Extended Universe. Man of Steel through Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Mm, Got you. No, <laughs> you. no, as you're saying it, I'm trying to think. <laughs> is Peacemaker the only show that they did? Qual- yeah. Like nothing with Titans, obviously. Nothing with Doom Patrol. They didn't do anything with any of the shows at all, period, except Peacemaker. 
That was their one show that was in that That's franchise. Weird. Yeah. And now it's kind of weird. Worse uh, than Enchantress? Yeah. Yeah. Mike Joyce yeah. asked, worse than Enchantress. That's not but true. That, she, 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 that, that, that's a great example, Mike Joyce. She, I'm on Mike was, Joyce's team. That she was is also, absolutely asinine, Hector. No, Come I'll on. tell you why right now. I'll tell you why right now. She was also in the F tier along uh-huh. with Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor. But here's the thing. What does anybody know about the character Enchantress from like the comic books or any previous iteration? Answered nothing. And at the very least, Cara Delevingne did a good job. And at the very least, the Enchantress character had like kind of a cool spooky look. And there was that one move where she did did the hand thing as she transformed. Jesse Eisenberg had the baggage of that's Lex Luthor. That's Mm -hmm. Gene Hackman. That's Michael Rosenbaum. That's Clancy Brown. That's the comic book iteration of Lex Luthor. And that style that version of that character just dropped the ball in every at least enchantress was like yeah but nobody cares about enchantress they didn't mm-hmm. like disappoint the enchantress fans well see and i and i see where you're going with that because i was going to throw in doomsday and then i was like well to be fair doomsday did what he does in the co- doomsday serves kind of. one he function just, he at least did that <laughs> he just looked bad he didn't yeah. have the cool said words i didn't mm-hmm. agree with them though oh, okay. and then you went like this like <laughs> i did agree with them and i need you to know that i didn't agree with this them. is how this entire show is going to go right Roxy. let's just skip the other stuff let's get right into the marvel stuff let's go let's let's yeah let's just talk about let's just talk about let's talk about the video you did and the two you're gonna go through and explain the video you did to yeah. us and then we'll see if we agree no what you all should do is is there'll be links in the description of the heroes Four stuff go check that out and then in the comics you could comments which i'm sure are so civil on that video you can let them know um they oh are. good Good, lots good, of, good. Lots of people, especially like real hardcore Zack Snyder, DCEU fans, were like, I just, because for example, we did not put Henry Cavill Superman in the S tier. We uh, didn't. I agree. And, <laughs> and some people feel so, they love that character, and that's fine. Yeah. Some people in the comments were very civilly being like, he's my number one. Like, you guys made a good case for 20 seconds or whatever. And like, mm-hmm. they're like, I get it, but it seems weird to me. But anyway, I would put him in the S tier. And we were like, that's fine. So yeah. mostly, what's that? Where'd you put Flash? Well, there's two Flashes. There's the main timeline Flash, and then there was that younger Barry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So younger Barry was in the F tier. <laughs> main timeline Barry was in the D tier. Yeah, I I agree. I think yeah. I agree. I think I line yeah. up with that. But anyway, listen. Roxy, Roxy, I would love it if you did watch the video yeah. <laughs> and see how You're going to get you... like a dissertation from me after Yeah, this. you know what? Well, I, can, I can send you the link. You can do the tier yourself because we put it on. We put it out so that in our Discord, in our Heroes Reforged community Discord, I'll send you the link because people people watching wanted to do it themselves. Yeah. They wanted to rank their own 191 characters. <laughs> it's super fun. It's uh, so dumb, yeah. but it's super, you know, everybody's going to have a different list. So did you, yeah, did you consider, awesome. have you considered doing the characters in the mcu and yes. th- th- thinking about that give you like a brain aneurysm like oh we, we already said if we do it we're gonna break it up by like phases we're gonna be like here's everybody in phase one yeah and that's it well know? dude on letterboxd that that's how i the rank that's like here's multiverse yeah. saga here's infinity saga i'm uh, not gonna okay. like it's it's like 40 plus projects this is, at this i point. feel like this is broke roxy's brain this is great no, this well, is great. I'll, I'll tell you what's happening right now so <laughs> i'm an expert transitioner yeah. and in my head right now Okay, DJ, here's here's what I've been thinking about. Yeah. So uh because all brain power going towards DJ's movie that he's making that uh so yes. incredibly I'm yes. in and I play a comedian in it, which is one of the only reasons why I have been getting more into stand-up recently. Character Ooh. development, let's go. Okay, so yeah. now my brain works in jokes. I'm being trained by Mark Ellis on how to make jokes, and it has been wild because now in conversations, all I can do is be a that jackass who just wants to make a joke. So I'm still on the fact that you said that it's a tier-making website, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do something like 
oh yes, just like my hinge makes all the tears fall down my face. Like a different <laughs> tear, right? Okay, yeah. well, I'm not good enough yet that I can just make the <laughs> joke without explaining the joke. So I wanted to use that as a transition to talk about gunplay before we even did anything else. Um, DJ, do with that what you will. I like that transition. And here's, and here's what I'm going to do with that, Roxy. So <laughs> as people pointed out, you can go to gunplaymovie.com. If you're listening to this episode when it airs publicly, the Kickstarter launches tomorrow this episode <gasps> should drop on the 29th the uh kickstarter starts on the 30th it would really mean a lot to me if you were there day one hour one the best way to do that is to go to oh gunplaymovie.com click notify me on launch and i will say this uh when i was writing the script i knew i i wanted um this iteration of the script i knew i wanted roxy in there i'd been playing with this idea of a comedian and i really wanted to do some scenes that uh of of the character doing stand-up and there was no fucking way we could afford to do there's just no it was no way that we could afford to do it so but but if you all show up to the kickstarter and like push it past my expectations for it i will add those scenes i want those scenes in there i don't you know you you say a character's comedian it's like well i want to see that character on stage but it costs money for that shit mm -hmm. so do us all a favor. Do yourself a favor. Look at this cast here. It's not just Roxy. We got Steve Zaragoza. We got Whitney wow. Moore. We got Brie Estrick. Um, for our, our flash funding goal, we're going to add this thing I'm calling Gunplay Radio. Roxy's character is driving a ride share. She has to listen to radio stations. So we have in-universe radio stations <gasps> voiced by people like Danny Fernandez, Jay Washington, Mark Ellis, and Jess Lucero. So anyway. That's like Gunplay. Grand Theft Auto, the video game. That's amazing. That's yeah, what I, DJ keeps saying. And I've never played that, but that's a yeah, cool reference. It is. It is. Grand Theft Auto an influence on this movie? Yeah. It, you'll have to fund it to find out. Oh. You'll, have to, you'll have to know. Also, what an attractive cast. Holy moly. Holy Thank God you. moly. There's some good looking cats on there. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow. we got yeah, so many talented people. We have Danelle Leva, who's also been on the show. He's a former Olympian and an incredibly talented <sighs> actor as well. Wow. Um, so please go to gunplaymovie.com January 30th January 30th Kickstarter if you go before January 30th click that notify me on launch um, but yeah January 30th you can you can uh, watch the movie once once it's funded you'll get an exclusive link to watch the movie you can there's a poster signed by the cast and crew you could be in the movie if you so choose um, and so you can be a producer have your name on the IMDB in the poster there's so many opportunities to be a part of this process if you add those stand-up scenes and y'all need some extras for an audience, let but me know. You, it right there. You laugh really hard at my mediocre joke. Yeah, you ready? <laughs> Perfect. You're cast, dude. You're cast. You're cast. That's really bad. Cast. That's really yeah. bad. No, so I think much. it was great. I, I think am it was that great. funny. My favorite, yeah. Roxy, you might recognize this because you've seen like a lot of TV. You're a TV expert. And all the classic sitcoms, even in something like Friends, You'll hear the laugh track, and there'll always be the one guy that yes. like that trails. It goes ha ha ha, like at the end of a laugh. Yes, he wants to be heard that bad. Yeah, that's yeah. you. He wants to be. He wants, to be, he wants to be the guy that when they play that laugh track, he can be like, "That's me. That's me." That's I want to let you guys know I'm on target right now. I'm trying to do 120 shows this year, which means I have to do at least 10 shows a month, and I am at 11 shows for January. So let's go, Roxy. Stand-up shows are like pop culture shows. What kind of shows? Current watching TV shows that come out oh. in 2024. Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know why you're doing that to yourself, but listen, I support you and your goals, just like everybody over here should go and support GunplayMovie.com. This is what single people do, DJ. <laughs> In their 30s. Mm -hmm. Instead of like, going to the club. 
I'm watching television. It's just like it's just like you're saying, like, wow, I had I watched a burdensome amount of shows last year. What if I did more this year? It's like <laughs> why? But you nobody set that goal for you. Don't need to do that. <laughs> Roxy loves TV. I love hey, listen, Roxy. Ro- I listen, it. Roxy's TV is our comic books, DJ. That's it. I, yeah, I get it, That's man. It. I get it. I get it. So also, if you're listening to this on iTunes, give us a five-star review. If you're listening on Spotify, we ask a question every week. Last week's question was, what is your favorite movie musical? Bookworm says, I don't want to choose. Uh, a fun one is Repo, a genetic opera. Another is Into the Woods or Ooh, Matilda or the classic sound of music. I could probably keep going. Stormy Wood says, I have three, original West Side Story, original Mary Poppins, and Sound of Music. And Stacey Gettat says, my recent favorite is Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Uh, went into it not expecting a whole lot and was pleasantly surprised about how funny it was and how catchy the songs were. And I did not even know that was a musical. That's me saying I didn't even know that was a musical, which plays into what we talked about last week. Hector, do you have a favorite musical? I have a couple. I really like, um, I think Chicago is top tier. That's, That's what I think. Yeah, dude, it's top of the list. Uh, recently, I really liked Spielberg's West Side Story. I remember, I, I don't know, Roxy, if you were there. I remember DJ, we were at the same screening. Yes. For West Side mm-hmm. Story. Yep. And you, and we chatted for a second afterwards, and you were like, I cried. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, me too, dude. That yeah. shit was incredible. Like, yeah. he he's great. And I also really liked In the Heights as a more In recent great. musical. Yeah. You know, they're good. They're They're good. No. I'm the idiot that liked La La Land. I'm dumb. Dude, all three of us. Well, Rox and I talked yeah, last like, week yeah. of like, yeah, I also like La La Land. Yeah. I know, and you can't say it out loud because then you're a loser, but I like La, right. La La Land. Yeah. Uh, DJ, I need you to add something to the list when we're talking about musicals. Yeah. I need us to talk about what we're, in what we're into this week. I've been watching Has Been Hotel. That show is a bomb.com musical. Uh, and that's animated, the animated right? Show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wow. I'm, I'm 120 shows, DJ, you think none of them are going to be animated? I really got to branch out here. Okay. All right. Well, it listen. Just doesn't, it doesn't have a typical animated show name. That's mm-hmm. like yeah. Has Been Hotel. I'm like, what is that, an Apple TV Plus? What's, what's, what's Jordan, uh, Keegan-Michael Key's in that? I don't know. Yeah. You got to – I have to remember that uh, yeah, it's animated. No it's and anim- no, but good guesses. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Musicals are a good transition into the Oscars. Uh, this week, we got an announcement of the nominees. Roxy, any any uh, update us on this? Any? I'll say this before we yeah. get into it. I know there's some controversies. My big controversy is uh, a lot of slots taken up by Maestro that I don't I think could have been used elsewhere. And I haven't seen Maestro, but mm-hmm. I have seen the nose. The fake nose, and I have seen that they cast a British actress to play a Latina, per- a person that is a Latina Classic. in the real life, and those Classic. two things make me think like maybe this lot's going to be used other places. Classic. Is all I'm going to say. Yeah, I didn't end up watching Maestro either. I will. The nose thing is so ridiculous that I can't even like start trying to justify it. So Necessary? Like, is it? Yeah, is it's it? It's just wild. But it's, no. Uh, doing Juno's in 2023 is just like, yeah. relax, bro, yeah. relax. But okay, uh, here's the thing. The, the Oscars announcements came out. There was the one major thing. 
the one major thing was people being upset about Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie not being nominated for Best Director and Best Actress in Barbie. And simultaneously, Ryan Ryan Gosling and America Ferreira, less about America Ferreira, more about Ryan Gosling being nominated for Ken. All the memes, all the gifts, all the people talking about this is the real life plot of Barbie coming to be, that Ken is nominated and Barbie is not. But I think that more so than Margot Robbie not being nominated, people were really bummed by Greta Gerwig because it did seem like in uh, with a movie that has eight nominations that's nominated for Best Picture. It's the second time Greta Gerwig has been nominated for her movie and not for director, the first being Little Woman. Uh, It seems pretty egregious. There's only five slots for director, obviously. She did not get one of them. but people seem to be a little more understanding about the Margot Robbie situation because that category is stacked. How are you guys feeling about this? Are you in the camp of what happened here? Or are you guys just like, sometimes it happens. Hector, do you follow Oscar stuff? Do you follow award season? Yeah, stuff? man, it's tough not to for this thing. I don't know. I, what I'm frustrated with is when people were making that very obvious observation that Roxy just described where it's mm-hmm. like, dang dude, like this is a little bit of, could this be a symptom of, the biases that we have as people, the the sexism in Hollywood, the misogyny, whatever, that's what the Barbie movie's about. And for that nomination to go down the way it did, um, and it's like, if you think Ryan Gosling was so good in that that he's Oscar-worthy, which I do, I'm like, yeah, I think it was a fantastic performance. I was also moved by Margot's performance as the character Barbie. Mm-hmm. So I see them. I'm like, I think if Ryan's worth worthy of it, I think Margot absolutely was too. But when people were making that very obvious connection and observation, other people were mad. Yeah. They were like, they were like, uh, because she didn't deserve it. Like, like they were mad. And it's like, hold up. Are you really going to defend the comedic performance of Mojo Dojo Casa House? He mm-hmm. rocked it. But like, you're going to defend that. Like it's about the art. Okay. His performance <laughs> was so good and pure i'm like that's stupid don't do that and and then just to kind of shit on and then people were kind of making it about like there's bigger problems in the world guys there's bigger problems like yeah sure yes there is and you know so i don't know if i don't know if i saw people first of all hillary clinton should not have chimed in that was was as you just said bigger problem in the world i was i you can't really talk about this without talking about hillary hillary clinton putting very cringeworthy an entire feed post towards this very cringeworthy Uh, has not said what not that this is a political show but does not speak about what's going on in the middle east Mm -hmm. does speak about barbie exactly what is happening with our politicians is unbelievable politicians don't do that shit that's not your job you know but like pop culture commentators or whatever it's just like i feel like i don't know if people really believed it was like a true and serious blow to feminism Mm -hmm. but i do think it's an obvious observation to make it's easy to make that call and i do think it's weird that there's 10 slots for best picture but only five for best like roxy just laid it out i'm like that is weird because it's like if if certain films are i don't know i think even like best film and best director are so intrinsically tied together you know what i mean i'm like why do even why do we even have two categories why isn't there just the one why like whatever but i don't care about yeah it's kind of like were you on set like how do you know that this was is a best picture but not because of the director yeah, the right. Didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I don't get it, it. I agree with all you're saying. I will say against like this is the plot of the movie. I was like, well, a big chunk of the plot of the movie is how nobody cares about Ken. Uh, and that's just how we react to the toys. But, you know, whatever. Um, I will say, yeah, I think it's I think it's disappointing um, that 
uh, Greta and Margot Robbie were not nominated. I do want to point out that like a lot of tears about that. Nobody talking about Celine Song not being nominated as best director or uh, or sure. uh, Greta Lee from Past Lives. Like it's one of those like a white yeah. woman doesn't get nominated. We're going to throw a fit about it. But, but there's tons of like women of color. So, sure. so I do want to point out that one, Justine Triette, who directed Anatomy of the Fall, was nominated. So that's Great. a good thing for her. Um, also, we a mature- ton of heat right now, which is so unfortunate as if there can only be Why? one woman that is nominated for best director and I, she took the spot yeah she oh, took the one spot the academy might feel that way which is not okay but that shouldn't be the case right. um and i also want to not her fault she did not do, yeah. like what mm-hmm. that's crazy uh also not want to gloss over the fact that america Ferrera got nominated and that's incredible and i also wanted to buh, 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 uh wanted to point out lily gladstone from killers of the flower Absolutely. moon and and um she's great in that movie uh uh however i really want her to win just because there's that picture of her like it's a yearbook oh, picture yeah. with like most likely to win a kind of it's Me like too. you gotta come on that's just the for the best. symmetry come on that's the best <laughs> yeah so yeah. i do think i get a lot more heated and upset about nominations than winners these days because there's only (laughs) one winner so sometimes it's not going to go the way that was your preference but with some of these nominations it is it's truly a bummer because it's like when you are nominated it brings so many eyes and ears to you yep and it actually makes a difference in these people's careers and as changes yeah changes their lives yeah yeah changes their lives truly and as three people who have spent our lives dedicated to this industry and and wanting to make a mark and caring and being affected by these people and these performances and these products it is it's frustrating that like the academy could get something slightly wrong and that could affect the trajectory of your entire life because it's it's, a lot of people are like it's just an award show who cares why is everybody so upset about Greta Gerwig and it's like because she is still not a household name and she made a movie that has eight nominations and it's the second time that she's done it and hasn't been um, and like you said, DJ, she's not the only one. She no. she was the biggest one talked about. But mm-hmm. this would actually influence how much she gets paid to do the next movie that she is asked to do or what movies she's allowed to do, what movies she's allowed to pitch aloud, uh, in yeah. quotation marks for those of you listening, because uh, I just mean by like Hollywood's rules and standards. Yeah. It actually makes an effing difference. So that's why even more so than Margot Robbie, too, who I think is going to be totally fine. Yeah. She has her production company. She yeah. is a household name. She is an absolute star. When I said Greta Gerwig to my sister, my sister said, I don't know who that is. I don't know yeah. who that is. Yeah. And and that's like, we're looking at Scorsese. We're looking at Nolan in that category. And while I'm not saying they don't deserve to be there, and certainly Nolan, I believe, does deserve to be there, it, he doesn't need the extra like publicity boost. Mm-hmm. It's not like somebody was looking at this list and was like, Oh, who's Christopher Nolan? Mm-hmm. Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan. I should check mm-hmm. that person out if they're an Oscar nominee, you know? Yeah. Well, and also, like you said, Margot Robbie's gonna gonna be fine. Although I did stop on the best actress and Carrie Mulligan, who's a fine actress is nominated here and she's playing a Latina even though she's a British actress and so maybe that slot could have gone to Margot Robbie is all I'm saying yeah. <laughs> is all yeah. is all I'm saying listen let's go to to good news I think I feel like we're all going to feel that way okay. Wilson Bethel 
who played everybody's like oh he played bullseye he played a version of bullseye and daredevil season three uh dj these are all versions of these characters nobody's actually the character <laughs> good DJ. point solid point <laughs> solid point i i feel like i'm the only one that didn't love daredevil season three i think it's the weakest of the three yeah because it's just like what I if agree. daredevil season one again what if we did that again it's like all right but but it is it is interesting and I think a testament to like some of the retooling they're doing that Wilson Bethel is coming back to play Bullseye in great. Born Again. Great. Roxy, how do you feel? Hector, I'm, great. I'm <laughs> stuck on the I didn't realize, DJ, you were the one who informed me that we're not getting most of the cast back, our core cast. Apparently, uh, have might, we yeah. talked since then? It looks like Foggy and Karen are coming back. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And golden. I was just going to say, what's the point of bringing anybody back if we're yeah. not bringing them back? But we are. Yeah. Love the show. Thanks for informing me. Way better mood today now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, hey, yeah. let's maybe let's do the things people want. That crazy idea. <laughs> well, yeah, it would be. I mean, and why not? Just like that can't the, be where the, the, the buck stops. Like, but the, then we can't afford what? The answer, no. The answer for why not, I think, was always creatively current Marvel was maybe scared to have to loop in all of the hours of Netflix mm -hmm. defender shows and all of that baggage for better or for worse. Yeah. So maybe and this is just a, a, my guess. I have no actual information about that. When they like got the rights back to characters like daredevil and all the rest of those characters, I think current Marvel studios is like, well, we could either recast the character and do our own take going forward or Thankfully, they realized that, yeah, the Charlie Cox actor who plays this character, he's kind of beloved in this role mm -hmm. and he's still doing convention appearances. And so it's Vincent D'Onofrio and it's Vincent D'Onofrio. Why wouldn't you want to loop that in? And so in, in bringing those two characters into their Marvel fold over the past couple of years, uh, it was still unclear. I know you guys have talked about this before of like, well, so does that mean that every, everybody else, everything else? And then we got news that Wilson Fisk's Kingpin's wife, Vanessa, was going to be recast so some people yeah. were like well maybe it's not they're just using the same actors like judy dench played m in golden eye with yeah. pierce brosnan and then played m in in you know uh, casino royale Dan with, yeah, daniel with, craig, uh, yeah. with daniel craig same actress playing in different realities or whatever but this i think is is the thankful confirmation that like yeah they're just looping it all in Mm -hmm. all the baggage for better or worse which i have i never saw a problem with it even my least favorite netflix tv show stuff like iron fist i yeah. was still optimistic and gone like you can still bring that actor back do really good writing do something with the story and make it worthwhile like i never thought none of that was like unsalvageable you know yeah. but that's just me yeah yeah yeah. roxy what do, you, what do you think how do you feel about this yeah i feel similarly i'm kind of an all or nothing queen so if we're going to do it, let's do it. And if we're not going to do it, have an entire new cast. I think it's kind of weird to be like uh, cherry picking. Like, okay, sure. this is what, this is how we're going to, him, yes, him, yes, her, no, him, no. So it, that part doesn't make sense to me. It's kind of like when we decided what we were doing with the uh, moving forward with the DC, I did think, okay, if you're going to do this, scrap them all. And people were like, well, what about just taking Gal? And I was like, no, no, you're not listening to me. Scrap them all. We're yeah. scrapping them. We scrap them all. That's what a, a hard reboot is. They're going to do that, but they're still going to keep Viola Davis. They're and still going to keep John, John Cena. Cena. I know. I think scrap them all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They yeah, don't maybe. think 
it, and also I do think that Gunn is unable to completely separate those things sure. because of where sure. where he's at with those projects. But to me, I like if we're doing something, let's do it. So if we're using Netflix's Daredevil's world, let's use the world. Bring him. Yeah. Bring him. Bring yeah. back Elodie Young as Electra. Let's go. Do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, I hope I liked her a lot. I, me too, dude. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel too. like I heard word that maybe she wasn't the best on set, which is a which is a bummer because I also liked. Uh, I I think uh, for for critiques I have of the Netflix shows, you can't believe that stuff when it's Hollywood talking about a woman. Okay, you can't. <laughs> Good point. So one Good one point. person's Good like point. hard to work with is another person's like regular woman who's just asking for where's the coffee like it like yeah. you, you don't you never know it's a solid point hear the actual stories because i <laughs> keep hearing things like that about people and then all of a sudden i'll meet them and i did i interviewed her and who knows what she was like on set um but she was effing lovely to me dude and i liked her so was amber heard so i don't know what to that, say. yeah i i i thought i thought um, um she was great in the show and and i think other than maybe iron fist i think the casting of those netflix shows was solid. solid across the board um so it'll be yeah it'll be interesting to see i am excited to maybe see a more we we haven't in my opinion gotten a bullseye that's like right yet and i'm hoping this is a that's good right. opportunity to yeah. be like let's dial it in don't worry bro they'll put him in a costume dj don't worry about it don't worry about it i will say the speaking of the baggage hector it is tricky because Unlike every other MCU Disney Plus show, this one has three seasons of another show to be compared Potentially, to. yeah, sure. And that sure. might make it harder for her to scrape, escape the gravitational pull of that. Yeah, man. That's comics. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I speaking of... TJ, your exact verbiage on that, like it might make it harder. Okay, that's their jobs. Like, uh yeah yeah yep. yeah i'm just saying it's all marketing man it's track, all marketing uh, the Sometimes track records are a little harder some some scripts are very easy to write and some are a little harder that's what uh, they chose this is the life they chose okay let me let me put it to you let me phrase it this way because i feel like i feel like uh you all the pushback i'm getting doesn't mean this might require them to try harder than they've tried with the other marvel shows yeah <laughs> oh and, you don't know and i'm not and i'm not sure yeah. yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure they want to do that. Well, here's the deal, though. This is the show we've heard that they like stopped production and reset. Yeah, so, that doesn't make me feel better, Hector. That, that no. they had to do that doesn't make me feel better. It should because what if they didn't do that? Yeah, would you feel better or worse if they were like they're still trucking along, man, and they're not bringing back uh, Karen and and uh, Foggy, and they're not, you know yeah. the fact that they stopped, I think to me means that Marvel understands that people love this character. Yeah. And this is a very pivotal character. Daredevil got the show greenlit. They didn't do Jessica Jones born again. They didn't do yeah. Luke Cage born again. They didn't do Defenders are coming back. They just said just Daredevil. Yeah. And I think Marvel understands how important that character and the Kingpin is. I think they're setting up Kingpin to be the bad guy in Tom Holland's Spider-Man. They better, because so, in my I, opinion, we'll talk about this later. I don't think the MCU is over until uh, Tom Holland and Charlie Cox team up to fight Vincent D'Onofrio. There you go. We can't, you we're go. not done with this iteration until that's happened, in my opinion. <laughs> Before we go, should have done this story. We're never done ever. Whenever, whenever, never ever. Uh, we should have done this before the Daredevil one because that would have been yep. a good segue into our main topic. But I didn't. Would have. Uh, we got a live action trailer for the new Avatar: The Last Airbender show coming to Netflix. And as uh, Roxanne and I discussed, her, she mentioned at the top, she is not aware of what this show is really. So I'm more interested in uh, Hector. I believe no, from I'm conversations we've what, had, I'm more interested in what Roxy has. Then to let's say. start with Roxy. Did you, you saw the trailer? Did. You saw the trailer, Roxy. Are you excited for the show? Um, 
it, the trailer did not get me excited for this, to be okay. honest. People have gotten me excited for this. DJ, will you pull the image back up for me for a second? Yes. Oh. Okay, so middle middle down dude mm-hmm. is the savior of all the things. Yeah. The, with the arrow on his head, yes. Yep, okay. And that's the guy, and and everybody else knows he's the savior of all the things. Yep. And is relying on him to save the day and this like entire place. Yeah. Yes. That's the concept of the show. Sure. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, it, it didn't seem that y- uniquely original to me in the trailer um, to make me feel any kind of way at, about this other than I was like, all right, that's simple enough of a plot. Um, people love this show. I've never seen the show. Mm-hmm. And you know I do better with live action, so I'm going to watch this. It's probably unfortunate that I haven't watched what is one of the greatest shows that has the greatest iteration, but I'll watch this. It seemed fun. I don't know. Uh, oh, right. The, it's kind of, since, <laughs> since this show exists to get people that didn't watch the animated series, that is a little bit of a bummer. That like that's No, the... no, no. That's, the, DJ, this makes perfect sense. I do think that that trailer was not intended for Roxy or that audience. The trailer ben, who was it for? Because it's not for me, man. <laughs> yeah, it was intended for you. The trailer Oops. was the trailer was. Now I don't know if it was like full trailer or teaser or whatever they're calling it, whatever yeah, they yeah, label yeah. it. But this first piece of marketing where you you're seeing footage, I think their intention was to bring in some of that music you recognize. Mm-hmm. You know the the and it was really good music pulling from the cartoon show and like looping it in and making it feel feel very cinematic show you some vistas some locations yeah. you might recognize and basically just run through the characters you hear a little bit, a bit of it you see them in action a little bit and it's them flexing and going we did this in live action and look at all your favorite characters and that's the trailer yeah that's how that's what that marketing was so mm. in that regard it failed for for a roxy audience because yeah. she watched it and she was just like what is the story who are the characters now, is that a larger, like, you know, critique of all trailers? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's tough to, um, it, I don't know, it's tough to market that kind of thing. Like, specifically with the show, DJ and I know the show, so we know the real good sauce comes from the interaction between the characters. And it takes, like, episodes to build that up and, like, the yeah. relationships between the characters. And by the time you get through three seasons of this show... And it's about 20 episodes a season, and each episode is about 20 minutes. So it goes, like, not the longest, but not the shortest. You get to the, to the end of that show with three seasons, and it's the most epic, beautiful ending in ever. Yeah. It's incredible. But because you you have to build up characters, hard to trailerize that with little character moments and emotional beats and stuff. So, But still, for Roxy to walk away and be like, I don't really know what the show is, then they drop the ball. Like, they should have yeah. found a way to do that. Um but I think they were really, really concerned with we got to get Hector and DJ to get excited about it. And we have to show off that, that we have all the characters. We got to show them off. We have to. Yeah, because so I, I think was. I don't know. I don't know how you feel, Hector. But for me, I don't need this. I think the original animated series is yeah. is perfect. And so yeah. it's uh, I don't I don't Bonus, I don't see man. how moving it to live action yeah. improves or even fundamentally changes the story in a way that it feels interesting or vital to me. I agree. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not in a disagreement. But people okay. seem to like th- this is now something that we're doing, and people seem to say that same thing about One Piece, and then people seem to like One Piece, right? Yeah, I cannot I speak to One Piece one, since I haven't seen it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've I've seen One Piece. I haven't seen the animated One Piece, and I watched all like one thousand episodes. episodes. <laughs> yeah, so like I thought that the live action show was like weird and charming and cool. 
No. Um, did it make me want to go and watch the cartoon? Not really. Just because I'm like uh, a thousand episodes. I think I'm. I think I missed the ball on that one. Mm -hmm. uh, but if One Piece season two comes out on Netflix, I might watch it. Yeah, the live action one. So I don't know, but. You know, I, I guess, DJ, the answer to your question is, why did they move it to live action? Probably to get people like Roxy, where she she just said, she's like, I do better with live action. So it's like, yeah. So maybe yeah. in some way it does help the brand that this is going to exist and it's not going to be the M. Night Shyamalan movie. It's like, let's try it again. You yeah. know, maybe it'll help the way that the One Piece brand, I think, was really helped by that live action Netflix show. And I get that. And the, and the Roxy's of the world that are, don't don't uh, love animation. I guess for me, it would have been more interesting to me if, if it was a. Uh, and this is going to sound sacrilegious, but like a fundamentally different take. It's like, all right, sure. if you're doing a live action, have it sure. be, don't be just like, hey, remember that thing you saw? Here it is in live action. I don't care about that. Uh, that's because yeah. it, it's never going to look, it's, this trailer looks fine. Like the bending looks good. It's never going to be as fluid or as engaging as it was in animation. It's it, like physically, it just can't be. Oh yeah. This is the show where I think of everybody talks about the show you bend in different ways right like different people have different benders yeah that you you can control yeah. elements earth air wind or oh, earth air water i didn't fire. get that from the trailer yeah, yeah. that's yeah, a that that's that's a kind of fundamental thing that if they didn't communicate in the trailer that's an oopsie you know what <laughs> honestly trailer just should have been the opening credits yeah like yeah I, I watched it once and i thought okay i understand um young guy saved the day yeah. 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 And what Hector's talking about is the opening title sequence of the animated series, which it looks like they they're going to basically recreate for this show mm. gives you like, Hey, here's the rules. These are the four types of benders. Here's what the avatar is. We're off to the races. And, and he's right. It's like that. That's a pretty good, like, Hey, by the way, here's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. Will I check it out? <sighs> maybe. I, I really don't care. Um, so maybe I'll watch an episode. I will say, and this is, this is just kind of a thing with child actors. I, I don't do I want to see these kids struggle to deliver the lines from the show it's like I, I don't no. know <laughs> yeah anyway yeah yeah maybe he's great some kids are I the the Zuko kid who was also in Shang-Chi seemed good and Zuko's oh, cool. my favorite character so it's like well you know which one is he on the poster? So in the on the poster, he is at least in the first season technically the antagonist. He's the one above Save Your Kid with the Arrows with the scar on his eye. Oh. Yeah, who is yeah. he in who is he in Shang-Chi? Young Shang-Chi in the flashbacks. Really? Oh, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Like the like the teenage one, not like yeah. the little little kid. He was yeah, like, yeah. like the one that was cool. like uh, you know, he in the trailer he like punched the pillar yeah, and then they, cool. we saw yeah. Good and he marries him. Olivia Newton John, Danny Zuko. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. is a that is an old person <laughs> joke, Roxy. That's a. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't add that to the routine. I would so, not. Uh, but if I did, how would you laugh? I don't know. <laughs> if I would. No, no. I'd be like, that was a, that was a grease joke. Grease. You're no longer invited to be in the grease. <laughs> we can't cast you to be in the laugh track now, Hector. You got to laugh at all of them. They tell you. They say. They say laugh. The sign comes up anyway. Here's our transition. That's our transition Boom. to talking about the MCU. Um, and I want to I want to talk about I want to talk about the groan that Roxy let out when I was like, "Marvel's never going to end." Roxy went, "Ugh." <laughs> I want to talk about that. Okay, let's start there. Roxy, why'd you groan? DJ, <laughs> you already know. Cut it. Start again. I here's my. I hate what they have done. Mm -hmm. I love what they did for us. 
I hate what they've done for the generation after us. Let them in. Let mm-hmm. them in. Start again and let them in. Open the floodgates to the new right. generation. We don't have ownership over this for decades. I think it's egregious to ask kids, if you want to watch this movie, no worries. Just watch 45 other fucking movies and TV shows in order to enjoy this. Whoa. I think it is mind blowing to me that we don't understand that this isn't we can love this but it's not for us it's for the next generation and then the generation after that that's the whole so you're point saying, of comic book art so you're saying reboot it and tell the same stories with the same characters iron man and captain america and thor for the next generation but it's not ours but still reboot it but do the same thing that we got but for didn't them say same thing didn't say same stories tell different stories then why reboot same characters, it characters different stories why reboot it same characters different stories Yes. That's the same thing. That is what comic books are. uh, A little bit of pushback. A little bit of pushback on that, uh, Hector, in that, like, we haven't gotten Kree Scroll War. We haven't. There's decades worth of stuff with with the those characters that we didn't get get in the original MCU. But why would you why why would you need to reboot it just to be able to say, hey, this new thing is for you kids? Now you can jump in because we've officially said it's rebooted and we have a new Tony Stark. We have That's a new, exactly why. You have, we have a new Steve said. Rogers. We have a new Thor Odinson. When kids potentially are going, but my Captain America is Sam Wilson. My Thor is Jane Foster. Why are you going back to those were your guys? Then start new with him as Captain America. I don't Who? care. You just said if they are like my Captain America is like Sam, Sam Wilson, Wilson. watch the one show. Yep. Okay, then great. Let's start over with him as Cap. But that's not that actor. Doing. That that not that actor. That character. That's what they're doing right now. No, they're not. Yeah, but they are. You, sure. Uh, Hector, do you find do no. you do you think the MCU Roxy, as it stands right now yeah. is accessible? Is accessible? It depends. Is accessible. It depends on what your definition of accessible is. You know, Ro- president of Harvard. <laughs> no, it depends. No, I mean honestly, it's it's we got to define the parameters because Roxy j- is just describing comic books. Roxy is it's and it's a valid take. Roxy, your take is you go into a comic book store and you see a comic book issue that says number four hundred and sixty-two, and you're upset for the children. You're like, how in the hell is a child supposed to come in here and get attached to this story? And it's part. 452 why 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 can't we give this child a part one and the reality is most of the people who are into this stuff at the level that dj and i are is we did not start with part one we jumped in at part 452 and we just kept going you're not the the me's of the world the young me's sure like there, there needs to be able to be a casual MCU fan. So you're saying there's a barrier of entry, right? You're saying that's the thing that prevented you from reading comic books as a kid is that you may have heard comic books. There's a bunch of baggage there. That's a soap opera. That's days of our lives. That's been going since the sixties. I can't get to that. But what if I told you that you could have gone into a comic book store and there, they rebooted it and there is a part, there's an issue. Number one. In fact, these companies, Marvel and DC, because they do struggle with this, the comic book companies, they do it every year. There's a new number one for right. whatever character totally. every single year. So and I think that's helpful, and I think that's good. But also, this is a different medium. We're right. going off of the comic book medium, but I think that this plan to ride this into the ground forever, yeah, forever, like until we die. The reason I said he's past not- when we die. 
the reason I said that's not what they're doing is he might be the new cap, but we still had, we're still referencing old cap forever, forever. That was old cap because of what he did. And that's still going to be continue to come up. It's not a clean slate. We just keep kind of like cycling people in and out, but there's never a clean slate. And we've told these stories. I'm done with them. Let me ask you a question, Roxy. uh, Didn't, didn't the New England Patriots win the Super Bowl already? Didn't they win? Yes. Why didn't they stop? Why didn't they cancel the team? It's done. That story's been told. They won. Why would they keep going the next we year? Did. We just, okay, Hector, exactly. No, yeah. None of this lasts. Right. Our coach is now gone. Belichick is gone. Brady is gone. We've okay. had to completely reboot. This is so the you, reboot so, year. So you're saying that it's the same game, but different players. Well, you mean sports? Yeah. You're saying the New England Patriots. Actor, this is not, I don't think this analogy is following. I, I, well, hang on. The, the analogy here is you're invested in the New England Patriots. You love them. And you. So the way that football works is yeah. that you could not know one player on any sure. team. You sure. could watch the game and You'd show up to a game, right. Or watch it on TV and then. Yeah. And you would know what's happening or you right. wouldn't know what's happening because you don't know the rules of football. But let's say you do know the rules of football, right. but you just don't know the specific players and who the coach's name is and all that stuff. And you could watch a football game. Right. I wouldn't have to know the Patriots won last year to yeah. know that that's relevant for this. I wouldn't have to know anything about any of the players. So it's a completely different concept. I don't even know. Right. The but, 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 but the times where the Patriots have won the Super Bowl, how many times they've won in the past, how many times they've lost and haven't made it, how many times that franchise's history has struggled, downs and ups and downs and ups against, that's all relevant to fans of the New England Patriots, right? That's all That all matters because they're invested in that history. But it's not necessary for everybody. But if, for fans of the Patriots, they know. They know and, and even before they were alive, they may go back and go, you know, I know about the very first lineup of the team. I remember where they were established because they're fans of that thing and they're because they're invested. Completely different. There's no comparison, no correlation. Hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I do love this because I, I don't have to do shit. You guys could just go and I could let you go, and that's amazing. And I love the argument, that. Let me try to fix it. The but, argument I'm trying to make, if I can, the argument yes. I'm trying to make is, is that Roxy, you have two sides of this uh, that you for the football that you love. The one side is you're invested and you do actually know about the players' histories and you have a romantic feeling about football and it's beautiful. And you can share that with people in your life and you're in it and you know the history. But you also, very true, can argue that you can bring anybody to a football game or sit down anybody next to you and watch the, the game on TV and they don't have to know what you know, but it's a football game being played in front of them. And a play, and a team is either going to play well or play bad. It's th- there's a drama inherent in that. It's gripping. It's interesting. That's what football is. That's what the game is. That's what sports is. And sports happens every single year, with every different sport, and it's the same game but different players. So if you try to tell somebody, "I've seen this game before," a sports fan is going to go, "That's stupid. That doesn't make any sense because you haven't seen this game." played by these players and next year it's going to be different players and a different coach and a but different context every single year what you're saying that you think no. that there should be different players then. hold on That's i don't want to get too i don't want to get too in the weeds on the football metaphor i'm because, in it let me go because further. when you're well, at the, the touchdown line when just it, it because work. when you're in I, the midfield i see what you're saying hector i see what you're saying but i will say saying. narrative storytelling is different than sport uh, and I would argue uh, that uh, a good part yeah. of narratives is endings and allowing things in. But but sure. I don't want to get on, I don't want to get on that. But I do want to ask 
Um, the the impression I'm getting from you, Hector, is that you're implying that everything is going fine at Marvel, and I actually no. don't think that that is the I'm not case. Saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm okay. saying just on the argument, just on the idea that like Marvel should stop, Marvel should reboot. Marvel yeah. should start over for a for a for a clean slate for the accessibility for the barrier of entry. I don't think that that's worth letting go of what they've already established just to get through that barrier of entry. Do you see what I'm saying? My say, my thing is I don't think that these projects, movies and TV shows, have a strong enough barrier in that continuity. I don't think that the continuity is really keeping people from getting into it if people are into it they're going to be into it and what my I, point earlier my point earlier what i was saying was that you're saying that storytelling is fundamentally different from sports of course it is but yeah. i'm saying sports have a story and to say that it, they don't would be silly and ignorant but i'm saying also that there are rules and restrictions and and it's a especially with the marvel brand superheroes can do lots of different things we've seen the boys and invincible and yeah. superhero stories for little kids and preschoolers and for adults and whatever but marvel specifically does have a brand identity and every time you watch a marvel story you can cynically pare it down to the same sort of story a hero is going to overcome challenges to be a force of good in the world and like defeat some kind of an antagonist or villain now they're all different and there's nuance in all of that and i'm not trying to diminish any of that stuff because i love that stuff but that's still the rules of the game every marvel thing you watch is generally going to be that even the dark even the ones that break that formula they do it to come back to that formula football has the same rules but oh different players are going to play it differently you can't but, drop so, so, Hector, you can't drop the football thing you mean not, fumble not i'm not so, fumbling the football fumble. thing right so, okay. so, so, so wait hold on hold on i do want to i do want to <laughs> because i think i think i think i'm i'm more team roxy on on reboot uh, yep. on the merits of a reboot but Hector to go further with you're saying no reboot yeah yeah no need what to. let's say we don't let's say we take that off the table what do you think because I use Roxanne I did an episode on Echo and we both kind of pointed out that like theoretically Marvel Spotlight's supposed to be accessible but the first half of the episode is basically a clip show from Hawkeye and Daredevil and stuff like that so sure. if we take reboot off the table how do we like, I, I understand the point you're trying to make of, like, people can just jump in, but I don't know if that's entirely true if a chunk of these properties, like, to have followed Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, which is a movie I really like, you needed to have watched, it, it counted on you to have watched WandaVision. Sure. Is there, do you think there's a problem with that? Is there a way that we can improve that? Is there a way we can streamline it, it to address Roxy's issue without necessarily doing a It reboot? depends on what we're talking about depends on the project it depends on your again and these sort of definitions so yeah i think that dr strange required you to watch wandavision but let me tell you something about wandavision and that barrier of entry i have a friend who uh a friend of a friend but a, a, a woman who i know who had not seen any of the marvel movies and when the show wandavision came out on disney plus she watched it and she loved it but she had no interest in marvel at all before that once she watched that show she went back and she did it in reverse order and it broke my brain it certainly was i was like frustrated i'm like oh no why are you doing it that way she watched avengers endgame before that because she wanted to see what scarlet witch and vision were doing in that then after that she watched infinity war like she was going backwards all the way until avengers age of ultron where the vision first showed up and the scarlet witch showed up and that at first i was like that does break my brain and that's not the way these should be viewed it really doesn't matter because what she did is the same way that I experienced comic books 
and became invested in the comic book characters themselves. I did not start with part one of Spider-Man. I didn't, I started with 400 and whatever when I went and read a comic book and then you sort of go back and then you learn the history. And if you care about the thing, you'll get into the thing. So it depends on what we're talking about. Doctor Strange might have that baggage, but it's also a sequel. Like yeah. Deadpool 3 has baggage because it's Deadpool 3. Will will it expect audiences to have seen Deadpool 1 and 2? I don't know if it's going to like need us to, but I'm sure that movie is going to reward the viewers who care enough about Deadpool. They're fans and they've seen Deadpool 1 and 2 and they're ready to see the thing. You know, did the Marvels rely too much on people having seen Ms. Marvel and WandaVision and the first Captain Marvel? Maybe. That's an argument to be said there. But Shang-Chi didn't rely on any of that. Neither did Eternals. And so they're do they're, it's, this is the same thing that Marvel's been doing since 2008. They're trying to do a little from column A, a little from column B. They're going to give you the sequels for the characters you're invested in, but they're also going to throw new shit at you. And but you're Hector, either going to care point, about that or not. Is your point no notes? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. This is all to just go back to Roxy's and now DJ's point of they should reboot it, that there's merits in a reboot because of that barrier of entry. And I but don't think that that's worth it. What do you think they should be doing? Well, I think that it's a cop-out, but like I think they're already doing some stuff. And the cop-out is, is because it's a never-ending franchise, I think there was always room for improvement. I think that if we were talking about, well, how do you fix the DC Extended Universe? We know that that thing wrapped up. Even going off of the last year of that franchise, the DCEU, how do you fix the DCEU after Shazam, Fury of the Gods, The Flash, Aquaman, and The Lost Kingdom? I would be sitting here telling you, I don't know, dude. I think I would have rebooted it. Reboot. Cut it. You cut mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Because that was such a mess, like at a storytelling level and at the things that they tried to do. It was it was like messy. It was not going great. But I don't think Marvel's in the same boat. I think that Marvel has learned a lot of lessons in the right ways. And I think that Marvel, when they mess up, I do think that they course correct. Look at the difference between Thor 2 and 3. Look at how, you yeah, know... Yeah, look at the difference between Thor 3 and 4. Yeah. I mean, there's not a difference because Thor 3 was the success. And so they're like, let's just keep going in that direction. I, and, that's and a the, direction that I don't think we continued in. I think 4 was nowhere like 3. I think 4 was like 3 in a lot of ways. But I think that the, thing, the ways that it was different they either thought was going to be a bigger hit or didn't expect for it not to be that way. And then now they haven't announced Thor five with Taika Waititi. Like they're learning from that lesson. Like they didn't just continue powering through and going, yep, that's the, we're going to go in the Thor love and thunder. We're going to go harder in the ways that like people didn't seem to enjoy. So that's my thing is like, it's not, I'm not saying no notes, but I'm saying we're sitting here talking about the Marvel franchise when it's like there's no Avengers movie like that we've seen a trailer for that we know what they're doing, that we don't know how this particular era is going to wrap up and then what they're going to do after. So I, I'm just saying I'm seeing I'm already observing that they have like made some uh, corrections with whatever that they're doing. And it, would I offer corrections here? Yeah, sure. I would say that um, the main one for me is trying to figure out how to best utilize the Disney plus TV side of it. Mm -hmm. Right. I thought WandaVision was fantastic. I liked most of their shows, uh, probably didn't like secret invasion, but I'm still <laughs> impressed that I probably did not. It's not a great show, but I'm very impressed with how, like what they decided to make into TV shows and sort of how they, they, you know, like made those things come out. Would Ms. Marvel have been better as a movie? Potentially moon Knight, Yeah, potentially. But I'm still extremely happy that they made She-Hulk a TV show before she was like a movie. 
because I mm. think I got more She-Hulk stuff that I love. But you guys have talked about this before, way too expensive for a TV show. A TV show that they can't make money off of because it's on their streaming service that people are, are already either subscribed to or not. So here's a note. I would say for their TV shows, put out the first episode for free on YouTube. And then at the end of that first episode, go the rest of it's streaming on Disney+. Plus. I don't understand why these streamers don't do shit like that. That's yeah. a barrier of entry for me that either people are already subscribed, like Disney figured out that the Marvel and Star Wars fans are already in, that they need to be marketing their shows for people that don't watch their shows to go, that's on Disney Plus, I'll check it out. They got the biggest boost when they put Hamilton on there because that's a huge, like that's an outside the normal lane of the geeky Disney fan that already has Disney Plus. That's what they have to do. So that would be one of my notes is to figure out how are you going to market these TV shows? What are you going to use the TV shows for? Which characters? You know, and that's the other thing is people have already said behind the scenes, like they're really looking at like the street level characters now mm -hmm. and figuring out those are the best for TV. And it's like, yeah, Marvel television, ABC television already kind of figured it out. That's why they did the Defenders characters as TV shows, because they knew at that budget level, you can do those characters for a TV show. You can't do Iron Man, the TV show. And maybe you, you do don't need to give them all magic powers. Maybe maybe Echo and Shang-Chi and Moon Knight don't need magic powers because they don't but, have them in the comics. <laughs> but what, I was, what I'm trying to say is that, is that something where did Marvel fuck up and do two ambitious TV shows, but then had to like be slapped in the face by the ratings or the failings of the ratings or whatever, and have to look back at ABC television and go, yeah, they did it right. Or did Marvel Studios currently already kind of know that? Because like I said, they greenlit the Daredevil show. They knew they're going to do a Daredevil show. They didn't greenlight a Daredevil movie. So that to me is like, yeah, you guys understand that the Daredevil character lives in that sweet spot of television. So it, it, they're absolutely in a transition period right now. It's going to be easy to say, oh, my God, none of the Marvel stuff is hitting. I was surprised at, and I'll be honest with you, I was surprised at the critics' response to Quantumania only mm. because I had, like, recently rewatched Ant-Man 1 and 2. And I remembered how much those movies, especially the first Ant-Man, because it was new and fresh, critics really liked it. Critics really enjoyed that first Ant-Man movie. And audiences showed up for the funny Paul Rudd of it. And then Ant-Man being a bigger part in Endgame was fantastic. So I was surprised at how critics and audiences didn't gravitate to, or didn't at least treat Quantumania roughly the same as Ant-Man 1 and 2. I don't think it's that much of a dip in quality. I think all three of those Ant-Man movies are basically Ant-Man movies. I also think I was surprised at the, at the audience, I guess, response to the Marvels. But I don't know if that's a marketing thing. I know that came on the very tail end of like, you know, we, we're not having Brie Larson promote this movie. And then the strike ended. And then they're like, get Brie Larson on The Tonight Show immediately. Like, yeah. I don't know how much that would have impacted people going to see the movie. I don't know. And I didn't love those trailers necessarily, other than the use of Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. So there's a bunch of different stuff where it's like they're failing because of X, Y, and Z, all these different reasons. But I don't know if this is something where, like, they're not locked in time right now. They're working on stuff we haven't seen yet because they do work on these things a couple years out. And I feel like with Deadpool coming out, that thing's going to be a monster behemoth hit. And I have faith that it's going to be very funny and very Deadpool. And when it comes out, people are going to go, Marvel's back, baby. You know, and then Captain America Brave New World is going to come out. And I don't know how people are going to react to it because I don't know what they're doing in that story. But no. when I look at the, the sort of long game of what Marvel's doing, I think that they're ultimately fine. I think if it's creatively, if it's like, we got to stop using Kang. Yeah, fine. Stop using Kang. That character didn't hit. I don't know if that character, if I would have set up that character to be the same as Thanos, just based off of what I know 
in the comic books. And the Jonathan Majors of it all really sucks for them. That's a real no. big bummer. But all this back to say, I don't think that rebooting this just for the barrier of entry is worth effectively shuttering like the lore and the mythos and the years that they built up with storytelling. And if you're talking about how stories need an ending, I agree. You know, Avengers Endgame was an ending. It's an ending, depending on which characters you're following. And I think it's it it all is based on like what you bring to this and what you want out of it. And it is annoying that they say with every single project, this one's can't miss it. This one is essential. You must see all five episodes of Echo. But again, that's their job. They're marketing their shit. It's the same with comic books. Every single comic book they put that, that they put out every week, Marvel or whoever, they're telling us you have to read this. It's like, no, you don't. You don't as a comic book reader. Um, yeah, but now people just- aren't. And now suddenly they're not making a billion dollars at the box office. I will say Mike Joyce in the chat says something that I think is truly crazy. Ant-Man 3 is the best in the trilogy. That's just not true. That's not true. I, I hate to break it to you. I hate oh to break God, it to you. Oh, my God, DJ, you can't just say something. I can. Ant-Man 1 is the only good one, and it's because it's got that Edgar Wright dust on it. Um, we've got questions from the Discord. Leonard Kim, do you think that people have a distorted view of the first three phases of the MCU? From my vantage point, it feels like people talk about uh, phases one through three like they couldn't miss yet I only hear those same people speak <laughs> glowingly of maybe half of the projects I don't know Roxy yeah do you think that maybe we have rose colored glasses when we look back at the original three phases uh it, it's tough for me to say because actually similar to Hector I think that there's still a lot of really great projects going on so um when Usually when you have rose-colored glasses, it's like something gets better. And when you look back, you think that it was better before or something gets worse. And you look back and you're like, oh, those were the good old days. I, you know, I loved Ant-Man 3. I love Guardians 3. There's a lot of properties they do that I still think are stellar. Um, uh, the the Marvels didn't make me as angry as it made everybody else. So, you know, <laughs> things, still some things are landing for me. And I liked phase one, two, and three. I'm not that difficult to please as a fan because I am a casual fan and I like fun movies. And a lot of these movies are fun. Uh, are there some movies that that don't work for me uh, throughout the ent- all of the phases? Yes. Are there some characters that don't work for me? Notoriously, you guys know Doctor Strange has not worked for me. This iteration of Doctor Strange is not working for me. Not in any of his movies, not when in these other people's movies. That's a personal problem. That's not a them problem. That's a me issue, mm-hmm. right? But when I think about phase one, two, and three, I don't think I have it rose-colored glasses. I go back and do rewatches of them sometimes. I still like the movies. I think they're good. Uh, Hector, thoughts yeah. on uh, rose-colored glasses, phases one through three? Do I, do I think, I mean, yeah, man. Do I think that generally most people, I, I'm exactly in the same page as Roxy um, about how I feel about these movies. And, and, uh, and, and I think I have a pretty realistic view of, like I said, I remember how people responded to every single one of these movies as they came out. I was alive and I was already an adult. I wasn't mm-hmm. like a kid who, like, I remember being on the internet when these movies came out. So it is frustrating sometimes to 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 the to the chat's point of like people talk about phase one as though it's like perfect. And it's like it's not like it stumbled out of the gate. 
unanimously people did not love the first Thor. Mm -hmm. Unanimously people did not love the first Captain America, especially. And then it wasn't until the Avengers came out and everyone was like, this is the greatest thing to happen to movies and to action movies and to, you know, uh, sci-fi stuff. So that's why it's like we're in this weird phase right now where like the first Thor has just come out. And, it, you know, people have no idea that Avengers is like, well, yeah, the trailer hadn't even come out for Avengers. Like, it's this weird. That's where we are right now. So when I look back at phase four, I, you know, when you look at all the different phases, I, I don't know if phase four is my favorite, but some of my favorite stuff happened in that one because they were like experimenting because they didn't just go one of the lessons again, talking about the finality of things. They didn't announce in phase four the next Avengers movie. They knew they're like end game ended. That's it. The Avengers, those Avengers, they're done. They're kind of done. So they experimented with all this different stuff. And so when phase four is this experimental phase and people are going, this isn't as good as phase three. Yeah, no shit, dude. This is not the ending of the thing. Like they're trying stuff out. Um, and that makes me happy because I wouldn't want them to just try to repeat the same thing and use the exact same formula immediately after just because it was financially successful in one of the biggest movies of all time. When people are talking rumors and they're like, well, Marvel's really struggling. So apparently behind the scenes, they're saying we got to bring Robert Downey Jr. back. I'm like, I don't buy that. I do not buy that they would throw away that goodwill just because movies that they're doing right now aren't making as much money. In the same way, it's like if Marvel only cared about what was making money, they kind of would have been doing what Warner Brothers was doing with their DC characters, where like they 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 didn't make a Man of Steel 2 with Henry Cavill. Why? Because the first Man of Steel didn't make enough money. They freaked out and they're like, let's bring in Batman who makes money. Instead of like having faith in the characters. But Marvel Studios, I think, has tried to do, let's do one that we know is going to be financially successful. Let's do the experimental funny one. They put out Avengers Age of Ultron and Ant-Man 1 in the first year. You know, they put out Captain America, the Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy is always the number one source of proof that like Marvel is trying stuff. And Marvel but in wants your soul, to, you know, actor in your soul, yeah. souls, you don't think they're doing that to make money first and foremost? Of course they do. But in my soul of souls, I know that when people have connections to Marvel Comics characters, even the ones working on movies today, even the ones working on comic books today, to do that shit, to spend that many years of your life working on these characters, it's not just about the money. People who work in comic books do it because they love those characters at but the core DC, of their thing. DC is just about the money. Marvel is not no. just about the money. Here's the difference. DC was never DC. It was always only Warner Brothers. From 2013 to now, it was only it was Warner Brothers making the call. I don't know if there was anybody arguing on behalf of the DC characters and the brand walking up to the executives of Warner Brothers and going, guys, we really need to do a Superman part two and build this other villain in and build this up and then we can make it to a justice because an executive would have shut that shit down. But Marvel, with its little independent-ish studio until they were bought by Disney. But you don't Disney, think that Hamada, Suchihara, you don't think that um, Jeff Johns, you don't think any of them were fighting on behalf of DC stuff? Uh, potentially Jeff Johns, but I don't think that he had enough sway. He wasn't a Warner Brothers executive. He was the guy that they hired to like, you're the DC guy, right? You understand the characters. So he was Berlanti. like pitching stuff and he was, yeah, I mean, again, Berlanti is a great, great example. Somebody who like worked his ass off to build up those characters. And then how is he like rewarded in the industry? The movie people at Warner Brothers, they were so snobby about the movies. The movie people historically would never think about hiring an animation writer or director to work on their live action movie. They're like, we need a screenwriter. We need to, we need to get the guy who wrote Argo to write like 
you know, Batman versus Super. It's like, why? How do I know that the guy that wrote Argo gives as much of a shit about Batman and Superman as people who are working in animation or coming from the comic book or whatever? And Marvel, you know, they still suffer the same problem. They have to go and basically have meetings with talented creatives and pitch to them. Here's why we think Steve Rogers is a worthwhile character. The difference you can see in how Marvel Studios runs their shit versus other sections of Hollywood is look at how Chris Evans talked about the human torch in 2005 and 2007 when he was doing the Fantastic Four movies versus how he talked about Steve Rogers. Is that just media training? Maybe, but they train that dude better because when he's talking about the human torch, he goes, yeah, it's really fun. This is a cool movie. And I think in the next one, we're going to fight the mole. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think that's what we're doing getting the information wrong, not giving a shit. And then when he's asked about Steve Rogers on the set of Captain America, and I know it's different because he's the lead versus like the Human Torch comedic relief of the of the ensemble piece. Steve Rogers as a character, Chris Evans is like, yeah, he's just everything I want to be in a man. He's You're like, whoa, he's talking about a character named Captain America in that way. Because somebody at Marvel Studios pitched to actor Chris Evans. This is who the character is. He's not just the suit. He's not just a superhero superpowers. This is who the character is. And Chris bought it. So to I that think point, that, yeah, yeah. To that point, we got another question from the Discord that I think is is to Hector's point. Do you think ev this is Mike Joyce? Do you think everything will be fixed if Kevin Feige takes a more hands on role again? So that's also, another Fantastic yeah. Four is being incredibly hyped up. Do you, does it do they really matter that much? Oh, that's the other thing too. My other note for this is we're you know we're armchair quarterbacking this the Monday mm -hmm. after to use, use another sports analogy. <laughs> We're armchair quarterbacking this. this. We're one armchair works, coaching though. it. We're yeah. armchair coaching it. Accurate. Yeah. Um, uh, so did my other one. No, uh, <laughs> but we're talking about this and it's like they haven't even cracked open X-Men. Mm -hmm. And if Roxy's talking about how like the kids today, they don't have their own version of the Marvel characters because for the past 10, 15 years, there was a generation that grew up with those characters. Well, what about the kids now? Right? Like that generation, they're in their 20s, their 30s, whatever. Like they're 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 either still into these movies or not. But we should focus on the core of the Marvel storytelling thing is like to teach kids how to be good people. That's supposed to be the moral lessons of these stories. And Roxy's like, what about the kids today? They haven't even done X-Men. Kids today are in a few years going to go to the theater and they're going to get their X-Men and it's going to go for 10 years. Yes, Easily. and they're going to keep it completely Easily. separate. The MCU and the X-Men no, hang on. Hang are going to have no crossover. They're not going to be confused hang at on. all when they see any I of the X-Men characters in the 50th movie of Roxy, the MCU. I think you're missing the point here. I think you're missing the point of... I yeah, I think you're missing the point of what Marvel is. Marvel is always going to be an interconnected Whoa. shared universe. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be an interconnected shared universe. And if the argument is, is the first X-Men movie going to be overpopulated with Marvel references and da 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 da, da I don't know. It hasn't come out yet. Once There's it does. There's a difference between interconnected shared universe and like yeah. what Flash did at the end, right? Mm -hmm. Flash, little references at the end, little cameos, little drop-ins. Okay. Sure. Interconnected shared universe as in if you do not watch the 17th, Thor movie, you that's will not assumption. know who Wolverine is. Uh, yeah, huh? I, no, that is a complete assumption, but that's an assumption based on what they are saying and what you're hoping that they do, which is never chill, never say, okay, we're done. Like from what I'm understanding in Hector, just by a yes or no, do you think that they should never have a hard ending? You think never should they I, reboot? I want to answer correctly, but I'm confused by the double negative. Can you can you rephrase you, the you question? You think there should never be a hard reboot? That's not a double negative. 
You think there should never be a hard reboot? If I answer yes, what am I saying? You're saying that they, they should always should keep going never... this way. There's never a reboot. They yeah, that's my reboot. answer. Yeah. 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 I think that's mean. No, because I'm, I'm, I'm explaining <laughs> to why mean. I'm explaining to why it's not mean. Because you're talking about how you're explaining to me as an adult why it's not me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> an adult who, who's this is your entire this is your passion, and sure. I'm with you. I don't want there to be a reboot for me. I like these characters. I I'm will liking what's going on. I will say this to the the Hector you're bringing up the comics, and I totally get that. I will say, comics have a hard time getting people to yeah. engage with them. They and do. also, just recently, um, two of my favorite pieces of media last year were the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie and uh, My Adventures with Superman. And I think both of them are a good example of how if you start fresh with something, like My Adventures with Superman, slight spoilers, does stuff uh, with the brain and Monster Amala that had it been part of, if those characters had already been established in another thing, they would not be able to do. Sure. Um, and it allows them to do something completely different. And so I do think there is, I was just on another show and I argued like every, the comics should reboot every 10 years. The, you should give them an ending and at 10 to 20 years, guess what? We're starting over, new creators, new direction, here's, new here's versions why, of these characters. Here's why I disagree with that, but I totally understand the sentiment. And again, Roxy's just so concerned about the children and I just keep going back to- It's not like the five-year-olds, it's like, it's t it's twenty years of people. I got you. Everybody no, no, no. Prior to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's that you I don't want, really care about the kids. You want the generation <laughs> who grew up with Harry Potter movies, which like affected them profoundly. You want every generation to have that, and you feel that if if Marvel did that, well, Harry Potter's one story though. Sure. Sure. This has way more source material than Harry Potter. Right. But it's still, you're talking about that emotional connection and you're saying the infinity saga did that. And you're saying, I don't know why Marvel wouldn't want to do that. Every couple of every generation, basically every 15 years reboot it. And the reason I disagree with that. And the reason I disagree with, um, only specifically in the cases of Marvel and DC, but DC is also even different because they themselves in the comic books have done it enough times that it's you know, basically, look, when you look at the DC brand, if you go back to comic books from the 60s, you know, you really cannot reread any of those with any kind of pretending that they're happening with any relevancy today. But Marvel Comics, I think, were always a little bit stronger, even the older shit. So for Marvel to make the decision to never reboot and to con con continue to try to move forward, they have the advantage. Their characters don't age. So they still have a Tony Stark Iron Man in play. That's awesome. But they also have Iron Heart. They also have Riri Williams. But in the movies, actors age. They will die. We all of us die. And I think that one of the strengths of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that there is a defined timeline. Things happen in a year that you can go back to, open a book and go, that happened in 2015. That happened in 2019. It's going to force them to keep moving forward. And I think that I'm excited about the future where Iron Heart is in play. I'm excited about you know, uh, like I said, Sam Wilson, Captain America. I'm excited about these new characters coming up and for a generation to be following these movies now to be associated, like to be tied in emotionally with them and go. And we still have not even gotten X-Men. And I think X-Men 1, yeah, it is going to be the, the 57th MCU movie, but it's also the first X-Men movie. And to just go back to my point, for the people who are casuals, if they market the movie well and they put out a good movie, it's not going to matter. It's going to do well and it's, and it's there. And 
they can try to do little references and things, but it's ultimately it shouldn't have that much bearing on the story. And I think Marvel has been trying to do this and have been mostly successful since 2008. But go ahead, DJ. I think that's I think no, yeah, I think that's actually a good note to end on. As long as the stories are good, and you can't necessarily rely on the overall brand, you got to make the stories good. That's what matters to make Mike Joyce's uh, answer his question. Um, do do we do I think it'll be better if Kevin Feige is more hands on? I don't think uh, anything is made better by execs being more hands on. Personally, mm. I think they should find a way to to spread the wealth. But uh, we're gonna end on that note where Hector's basically saying DC DC has always sucked and Marvel's always been great. He that's the flag he planted. Low key, what he said, which is no. wild. The DC's oh. always been bad. No, kidding, only kidding, not, kidding. When it comes to continuity, that's it. That's Kid, the kidding. I thought I had a DC loving heart. Thought that you and I had this connection, Hector. Kidding. And now I'm, re- I'm rethinking everything. Hector, if they want to hear, if they want to, if they. want to hear more of your uh, hot takes on this stuff, where can they find you? I don't know how I possibly could have won anybody over, so I'm not even going to waste my time, but I am going to use the time to thank you both for letting me come in here and steamroll this conversation. Always love having you on. Inviting me because I so happily watched your guys' recent episodes where you're talking about this thing and with the invite from dj i was like oh i just feel like i already i'm gonna have a one-sided conversation with roxy this is great because you guys have already said your piece so i'm coming in and be like a counterpoint this so thank you (laughs) both for putting up with me that's amazing though hector because dj uh even though you just or hector you just said this your hector's takes are not the hot takes on this that is the the you're the voice of the people on this, which Maybe. is that they don't want a reboot. Right. I, I'm the hot take on this one, so everybody's I, gonna want to follow you. I don't want to go back to Tony Stark. I don't want to go back to Thor Odinson. I don't want to go back to to Steve Rogers. You know, I think those stories were done well enough in movies that even with the comic book stories that DJ's pulling up and referencing, like, oh, we didn't get so and so and this and this. We never got to see Iron Man interact with Mister Fantastic. I get it, but I don't think it's worth it to undo that shit to undo the Tony Stark death and end game just to be able to be like, now Iron Man can meet Reed Richards. Who mm-hmm. it's fine. It's fine. It's I'm not worth saying it. saying you're the voice new, of the people. New characters. New you're characters. The voice of the people, and I think that that's important. Listen, Heroes Reforged. the voice be, of the children. Links of, and I am and, the voice of the, me, the, just me. Yeah. Um, uh, Roxy. If they want more of your hot takes, I don't know whose takes are hotter now. Debate in the comments. Roxy, where can they find you? Ooh, my takes are Spice is steaming hot. Uh, everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Go support gunplaymovie.com. Gunplaymovie.com. Please and thank you. If you're listening January to this when 30th. this goes live on yeah, January 30th, if you're listening to this when it goes up, it's it'll be tomorrow. Please, please, please be there day one. I uh, got an amazing cast, incredibly talented people. And it's one of the, the reason it's going to Kickstarter is this is the type of movie that would not happen without you. So if you want a dope movie, if you want to see dope people in a dope movie, go support that. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can follow this show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter slash X. Yank out the vowels from stupid. At some point, we should probably stop doing that plug, but it's just such a part of the show now. How could we ever stop? Uh, I guess it, are the vowels out of it on Instagram. Anyway, that's where you can find all that stuff. We appreciate y'all, and we will see you next time.